0: Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the U.S. Grace Force podcast. I know I know you've missed us, but we're back. Good to have you here. I'm Doug Barry, along with my very good friend, Father Richard Heilman, and our other very, very good friend, Dan Schneider, is with us again. It's going to be a fantastic show on spiritual warfare and combat effectiveness. We can't fight these battles, these spiritual battles, really to the best of our ability if we don't understand what is really effective. And so we're going to get into that tonight. And we're really glad you're with us. You're going to want to share this episode with a lot of people because this is going to be an important message to process and to embrace and to engage in. So, of course, everything begins with prayer. And, of course, Father Heilman, that is your department above all.
1: All right. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruinous souls. Amen. In the name of the Father,
0: the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you very much, Father, and thank you everybody out there who is uh, just great, great supporters and and you know big help to the U.S. Grace Force podcast. We always, always appreciate your prayers, your comments, your, your interests, and anything that you can do to spread the word about this and get this message out to as many people as possible. You know, we're living in a canceled culture. We hear that term a lot. And in all honesty, canceling the message of God has been going on for eons. This is really kind of goes to the territory, as St. Mother Teresa would say, as a Christian, we deal with this. We have to deal with the canceling effect. Because the demons that tried to destroy the prophets in the Old Testament are still alive. They don't die. So I always think, you know, when, when the Stalins and the Hitlers and the Pol Pots and all these mean, bad tyrants of our day, when they die, do we think that the evil goes with them? Uh, those men who were puppets, they're gone, but those demons are still out there trying to go after anybody possible. So we need to work together to share this message with as many people as we can. So please help us out with that. I want to thank the patrons out there who help us. If you're interested in joining us with the Patreon program, please click the link in the description below. That's a tremendous way, a little financial support helps us continue to get this message out. Really does reach a lot of people when you join the team to Patreon program. And don't forget to check out the U.S. Grace Force gear page. We always say this, amazing t-shirts, hoodies, short sleeve, long sleeve, women's styles, men's styles, even baby onesies. I always like to bring that up because it's fun. And we want to have fun as we share this message as well. Keep that sense of humor. As St. Thomas More says that I may have a sense of humor and bring joy to others. That's important as a Christian. So check out the U.S. Grace Force gear page. Uh, Dan, it's good to have you back, brother. This is fantastic. It's always great
2: to be here. I sure appreciate it. It's an honor. Well, and the
0: subject, this is in your wheelhouse, obviously, and we're going to break this down. People who know you, who've checked out the other episodes, and if you haven't, people, then go on out. Please, ladies and gentlemen, check out the other episodes with Dan. Just an incredible, uh, very gifted man. Not trying to flatter you, but you really are. And all those books behind him you see, he uses them. Right? He he engages them. But he
2: wrote
0: them. Oh, did he write them all? Is that (laughs) what it was? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, my favorite, my best one is, the it's, I wrote it, it's called the Summa Theologica. You oh, very like nice. It. Yes, I've read your works. <laughs> you work. uh, probably read that,
0: yeah. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Anyway, <laughs> but Dan, I know you've done a lot of work uh, with, uh, you know, a lot of deliverance ministry type work. You work with Father Chad Ripperker, you're part of the Libra Christo team and uh jesse romero and uh dr joe lepetsky and they've been regular guests on our program as well so we like we like hanging out with you gentlemen because it, it it does us good so uh we're glad to have you on here tonight we're going to talk about spiritual warfare and combat effectiveness uh, just again for the audience a quick uh, synopsis of your background you are ex-military you flew attack helicopters tell us a little bit about yourself and what brings you to where you are in your life right now yeah theology. i
2: i was a um... Military officer. I went through. Uh, I went to undergraduate at University of Notre Dame with an ROTC scholarship. Went right into flight school. Right from flight school to Desert Storm in Iraq, and uh, got out. Um, started in business, and then started doing theological, st- you know, work. I, um, just was drawn to to study the Word of God, to study Scripture, to study that. So over time, I got a master's in theology, and a couple of years ago, I finished my doctorate in in um, in Scripture, uh, focusing on the New Testament. So 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 yeah. So I, I bring uh, a, an element of the New Testament of scholarship, but also I'm just a blue collar guy from Ohio who who uh, who you know who, who's been in physical combat. And you know I, when I speak with uh, dealing with priests and others that are in this in this really unfortunate but beautiful ministry, you know I've seen things and my eyes have seen things in physical combat and in spiritual combat that. Um, you know, I wish they hadn't, but they have, and it is what it is. You, you, you. God puts us in a place where we are, and uh, and, um, and, and and He draws out everything of our experiences in our past. So yeah, a lot of times I use military analogies uh, from combat, from from flight, from you know all, all these analogies because I think they they carry over into the spiritual realm and spiritual combat quite quite naturally.
0: And what was it again? You flew in the war? Uh,
2: cobra, Cobra helicopter, Cobra attack helicopters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The first Gulf War. Cobras New East. Mm-hmm. incredible. Wow. I mean, it's incredible stuff. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's a great, you know, a guy like you and, and you work with Jesse a lot and Jesse being a former LA, you know, County Sheriff's deputy. I mean, he brings 20 years of law enforcement, you bring yeah. military experience, and both of you are deeply entrenched in the spiritual warfare. Um, you know, I just, it's, it's just a great combination because you guys always bring great analogies and great uh, examples to help us understand this stuff. And, and that's such a key thing, Dan, is we don't understand Enough. My wife and I were just having dinner uh, recently and and what happened at the dinner table, she looked at me and she said, you know, I wonder if people, because we're talking about this upcoming episode with you. And she said, I wonder if people really understand, because we didn't, Doug, because we both grew up Catholic and we've been married over 30 years and have to learn on our own over time, even the spiritual authority structure. And We've talked about that in other episodes, you know, how God has structured spiritual authority in the home and in the life, in the church, in the world. But also the fact that we have these weapons, I use the example that if someone kicks in my front door, if I'm trying to hit them over the head with a frying pan or going after them with a baseball bat, um, but these are some bad dudes, bad thugs, you know, they're, they're hyped up on some sort of drug and they're ready just to, you know, tear you apart with their teeth and I'm hitting them with a frying pan when I've got a 12-gauge shotgun in the closet and either I don't even know it's there or I don't even know how to use it. And it's kind of like we've got these practices in the church that spiritually speaking have so much more combat effectiveness, and I know we're going to break down, you know, Father's amazing prayer journal that he's put together, you know, Peace Through Strength prayer journal, and Libra Christo protocol methods and so forth, and all of this, it's like, it's like this artillery that we have, and yet a lot of this is really basic church practices, like faithful to, to going to Mass, faithfulness to the sacrament of confession, fasting, obeying the commandments, and yet, I wonder, and Dan, if you could speak to this a little bit, if, like, it, it nutritionally, let's use this as an example. I know that if I eat good foods, healthy foods, not processed, not high in sugar, no food colors, you know, artificial colors, artificial preservatives. If I eat healthy, I feel better. I get sick less. I have more energy. You don't necessarily have to tell me what the food does, how it metabolizes, how it breaks down with the gut flora, and all this sort of thing. That information is nice, but if I'm only eating the good foods because someone instructed me to eat the good foods and I eat the good foods and I'm doing it with intention and so forth, I've got a really good chance of being healthier and stronger and so forth. Spiritually speaking, I feel like, is it does it make sense that there was a time in our church when 80% back in the 40s and 50s of Catholics were going to Mass faithfully in America alone And praying the rosary was relatively common. You had people like Father Peyton out there, the family that prays together, stays together. Does a rosary rally in Golden Gate Gate State Park has over half a million people show up back in the early 60s. You've got that was just more in the air as a Catholic. We weren't using birth control because it hadn't become legalized so much, so very few were. Um, Pornography wasn't the problem back then that it is. It's always been a problem, sure, but not to the degree it is now because it's so easily accessible. We made use of confession more regularly. We heard talks and homilies on the reality of hell and these sorts of things. So you didn't even necessarily have to tell people how, and again, you tell me if I'm off base on this, Dan, you know, and father, but you didn't even have to tell people necessarily how, when you pray the rosary, how, when you do meditation, it affects the demons this way and that way. We were just taught to do it, you know, 50, 60, 70, whatever years ago. Therefore we were healthier in general, spiritually speaking. And because we've lost track of those practices, I feel like we have to maybe educate more what these practices can do, so we can get back on track as to why they're important. Does that make sense? Did I did I even explain that 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 thought process uh, clearly at all?
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. I have a you're making fun of my books. This is the neat books and my my <laughs> books that I pick up and use often. I don't want to search for them. <laughs> over there, and and one of the books over here is that it's a um, it's a history book, um, by Father Lau L A U X. It was my graduate level history at, at Franciscan University, graduate level history book. And when you look at the book and you open the inside, in 1940, this book was a high school book, so a history book in 1940, a Catholic high school history book in 1940 is now a graduate level. A uh, uh, graduate level book in the modern world, in the modern wow. yeah, and I think we're the same way spiritually. Um, I think most Catholics uh, are, are around a fourth or fifth grade level, you know, a catechetical level. Most Catholics, we've lost. We've been so imbued in, in in our culture, and we've slid so far away. We've really lost what it means to be Catholic. What it means to to. To, to do the discipline And what we've discovered with working with Father Father Rippiger and Libra Cristo is that the demon the demon responds to the, the imposition of order as much as he does to the prayers themselves. So the imposition of order a, a life to, towards order towards discipline this is why Lent coming up is so important because because we re, we start to reorder the selves. We were talking earlier about about overcoming say sexual temptation and the importance of you can the importance of meditating on the feet of the wounded feet of Christ is a very very effective tactic to battle against it why the wounded feet you project the image of the wounded feet of Christ the same feet that Mary Magdalene the one from whom seven demons were cast out the one who tradition says was was the the the, the Lucan sinful woman of chapter 7 um, she kisses the feet anoints the feet of Jesus the feet of Jesus the locus for our meditation but also it isn't only the mind you have to engage the body so to overcome concupiscence which remains in us after baptism this this desire this this longing to pounce as the word it means almost like a pouncing in greek that concupiscence remains and we can only do that through prayer uh um, fasting and almsgiving we reset if you will uh every lent we should be resetting and in, in a traditional calendar i'm going to say a word that's going to maybe kick us off uh the, the the uh and get us get us canceled here but last sunday father knows about this last sunday was septuagesma sunday right i'm going to use a bad word and it's in latin the three Sundays leading up to Lent, these, these were little preambles to get us ready because how many times do we say, I don't even think about Lent. Next thing you know, it's Ash Wednesday and you're sitting in line at the, the Order of burger, and you're like, oh, I forgot. You didn't even think about it. The church in her, in her wisdom has given us an opportunity to start thinking about this now, to get ready for Lent now because this is the battleground. In the military, we talked about combat multipliers and force multipliers. Combat multipliers like the, the Cobra and now the Apache helicopter. These are things that add to the combat effectiveness of the troops. When you hear that wop, wop, wop coming, you know that you can fight a little bit better because they're going to be bringing fire onto the target. They're going to bring close air support. They're going to extract you out of there. They're going to increase your effectiveness. But also force multipliers. And the prayer discipline, fasting, and life order to prayer – is a force multiplier. Force multiplier are are things like communications, weather, terrain. These are information operations, how we can use information to our advantage and shape the environment of the battlefield and therefore multiply a force. So the force multipliers Lent is a force, mul- force multiplier. The Luber Cristo Protocol is a force multiplier. It sets the stage and establishes the ground rules for engagement. Because if you don't, remember the first rule of Ro- Roger, Robert Rogers' Rules for Ranging. The first was written in the 1700s. It was, it was, um, it, it was, it's what the, the Army Rangers still use today as the, the foundation for guerrilla warfare. He has his first rule is this, is that all soldiers, all Rangers are bound by the rules and conduct of engagement, that there are rules of battle that you have to use. And if you don't know the enemy's first trick is to get you to not apply and not learn the rules of engagement. And in his first standing order, standing order number one, don't forget nothing. Rogers Rogers first standing order so you got to have attention to detail don't forget anything be disciplined in your approach and this shapes the environment of the spiritual life because if you just go walk down the street and you don't think about this stuff the enemy's going to get you he's going he's going to pick you off you have to be disciplined you got to be a disciplined soldier and Lent is a time for us to do that
0: Dan yeah, I'm sure real quick father before you get in there I just want to can you repeat that line because that is I think key what is one of the first rules that the enemy wants you to do is to not learn the rules of engagement. The, the, the the first, so
2: engaged- yeah, the first yeah. rule for guerrilla warfare, the first rule for Robert Rogers, Major Rogers, and the US Army Rangers who still use this as the foundation of their battle, their battle plan is that every Ranger is, is, is bound by the rules of engagement, that the, there, there are rules of engagement you must live by. And that doesn't mean that the rules of engagement, the, the, the battlefield changes. You know, when I was in Iraq, You know, I witnessed the largest artillery barrage in in military history, one of the largest tank battles. I had a helicopter view of the largest tank battle in in, in military history. But what happened? The enemy adjusts, the enemy realized, we're not gonna beat these guys in the open battlefield. So what do they do? They move into the cities, they hide, they take their uniforms off, they use children, they use IEDs, and we had to adjust our tactics to that style of battle as well the spiritual enemy is doing the same thing. And we have to stay current with with spiritual doctrine, if you will. So we, so just like combat, you have to change and look and know how to engage the enemy because the enemy does not want you to know the rules of engagement. Mm,
1: wow. Yeah, I, I think too, you're talking about Septu, Septuagesima and these three weeks leading up to Lent. I, I, I picture people right now kind of leaning into their screen and listening to you right now, Dan, because yeah, I think this. I think this land is altogether unique. I mean, we've been brutalized for two years, and th- they changed their tactic. I mean, they came in smug and arrogant and just took over, and we were to- told to sit down and shut up. And and uh, you know the 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 uh, the canceling that went on and the 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 and everything. It just um, it, yeah. Two, so, two weeks to flatten the curve, Father. Two yeah, weeks right, to flatten the curve. Right. right? We are yeah. two years in. Two years in, and you know, I, I've been saying they got these—the uh, d- dopamine of power—is what's going on right now. I mean, they got this power, and and all of a sudden they're just—they're just drunk on it. Um, But anyway, so people are—they're um they're punch drunk right now, and and they, they, we're looking for answers, and that's why too. I, I felt like this Lent especially is time for us to um to uh, i i've been saying we've been in our foxholes during a bombing raid uh during these last two years it's time to get for us to get up and get and move out and and to start striking back i mean look at the truckers over in ottawa right now i mean it's so inspirational uh anything is inspirational right now because we've been just sitting and taking it and uh, and so that's why dan too i'm so glad you came on uh we had father ripperger on a couple weeks ago and we were touching on, on some things we'll talk about tonight then. And I, I can't tell you all the emails and texts and everything, phone calls. Uh, people are just like, this is the that is the best podcast you guys have ever done uh, with Father Ripperger. But I think it's because people right now are, they're searching, they're looking, they want the answers. And and I think you guys are, you, you guys are real. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing with Libra Cristo. Cause I think you're leading the way right now and, and helping us to, to find that combat effectiveness that's so necessary right now because the enemy has changed its tactic you know i remember doug you and i did a show early on i don't know if we if the title i think it was the title of the podcast but we actually made t-shirts it was a uh, rebellion to tyrants is obedience yeah. to god remember obedience that to god right yeah but that's where we were i mean tyrants and and we need to rebel but nobody was nobody you know and if, and if you did, you were you singled out how many, how many priests have been canceled mm. for rebelling to tyrants, you know, uh, it, and uh, it's, it's so it, it, we've been beat up for two yeah. years. And I, I'm hoping, I'm praying that, you know, at least part of this, if not all of it was God's permissive will to teach us some lessons. And, and that's what, that's what we've been talking about these last few weeks now leading up to Lent, is we've got to get, we've we got to learn. I, I bet you have a great um, uh, military language for what I'm talking about. we are got to learn our lessons. Give it to me. What, Absolutely. What right yeah, now? we need to do, first of all, we need to do an ACE report. I talked to Jesse after his uh, big counter
2: protest last week, and I called him up and I said, all right, Jesse, I need an ACE report. He said, what's that? Ammunition, casualty, and equipment. How much ammunition have you expended? Do you have left? How many casualties do you take? And what kind of what
1: equipment did you get destroyed? So we're, we're in an asymmetrical fluid battlefield. I did a water fast during that satanic convention. Yeah. Friday at, uh, what was it, one o'clock until Sunday at four o'clock. Yeah, but, uh, we're trying to throw everything at that thing. Yeah, and
2: that's what it's going to take. It's going to take that type of engagement. We're going to take engage at the visceral level. We're going to have to do battle at this level uh, um, because because it's going to it's going to be dimensional, three dimensional. It's not just thinking the right prayer or finding the priest who is anointed, so called, or who you know, or the one the, the, who has the right charism. No. Right. The church is the charism. Exactly. Christ is the charism. The sacraments exactly. are the charism. Learn how to do that. Remove the obstacles of grace. Removing the obstacles of grace. Yes. I was telling Doug about, we were talking about the British Special Forces, the SAS, their motto, who dares wins. And, and, and there's, there's some application to that. Who dares wins. We have to be daring and bold uh, in the modern world. And this is the job of lay people to do, right? What, what the guys did in Phoenix was beautiful. I mean, they, they're, they're standing up. To, 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 to the darkness, this is the, the charism of the laity is secular in nature. One of the founders, the, the number two in command of the British SAS is a guy, named, an Irishman named Paddy Main. And he was, he was deemed a psychotic, he was deemed dangerous, sociopath, whatever. And, they, and, and there was one, one time right at the end of the war, he had some of his guys pinned down and he drove up a road in a Jeep with a, with a machine gun and he and he put down suppressive fire against the, against the Nazis, and then turned around and did it again. And they said, Patty, you're crazy." He says, "No," he said. He said, "I weigh." He said, "I weigh the consequences, to and good, you know, positive and negative, and then I give it a go." So you weigh the consequences, then I give it a go. But what does that mean? You have to know. You have to form your as a Catholic, form your conscience, get holy, learn the rules of engagement, and then give it a go. And do the best you can.
1: Yep.
0: yeah I just pulled up uh, people can see on the screen here now um, this is a picture of uh, Colonel Robert Blair Maine, uh, simply referred to as Colonel Patty Patty Maine, Maine, not Blaine Maine. yeah um, but yeah, this, uh, that that phrase who dares wins you know you and I were talking about that a while back a couple months or a few several weeks back and uh, so I went out and and had a banner made so I won yeah one. You want one? All right. Yeah. If anybody (laughs) wants one, oh oh no, go make one, go make one. Those are hard to just produce. I went to a local, I don't know, FedEx or office. I went actually, I went to both places, Office Depot, Office Max and FedEx. And I had two made up one. And then I gave one to my son and uh, actually had a third one because they made a mistake on it and gave that to my friend, Steve. But, uh, so anyway, Steve, Hey, you doing brother? Anyway, um, those mottos, those quotes, those phrases, those types of things are helpful. They, they do kind of keep us motivated and inspire us at different times. Like the quotes from saints and so forth and stories about someone like this uh, this uh, Patty May you're talking about. Um, and I, I like when you bring up all, you, you bring this this military language to it. And that's something I think people have a hard time with. You know, when I started the Battle Ready message a dozen years or so ago, and people would say to me when I do a Battle Ready rally in a church, we call them Battle Ready rallies. And it was to rally people, get them fired up, body, mind, and soul. Start getting some discipline, some training, and so forth, and um, really start taking some some serious effort in this. And there were some people who would come up and say, "I don't like the language." Say, "Why not?" Well, it sounds too militant. Yeah, so you realize that. that we are the church militant here on earth. Right. <laughs> I mean, you have church triumphant, church suffering, and church militant. It's too
1: militaristic.
0: Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. It's you know it, it, they're woke and they don't need to be. But, but know, the, ch- the catechism
2: says. That we've been, man has been engaged in dour combat yes. from the beginning. This is the Catholic of the Church. dour combat. I we've quote been, that all the time. Right. Yeah. So it was, it, it's nothing new. It's the same old shoot 'em up. Yep. Right. But now again, we're moving from tanks and symmetrical warfare into guerrilla warfare, and this is why I think this is significant. So we know the rules of engagement because we're outnumbered. We're, we're living. We're living really in a culture that yeah. is. Com- com- we're the underdog.
0: Girdled.
1: Imagine that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, yeah,
2: imagine that. Christian's that, underdogs again. Yeah, yeah that,
0: that quote is on my website, Battle Ready Strong. The whole of man's history has been the story of dour combat with the powers of evil, stretching, so our Lord tells us, from the very dawn of history until the last day, paragraph it's, four and nine. It's Catechism. in my
1: church militant field manual. There right you go. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for anybody out there who says, no, the idea of spiritual warfare and combat effectiveness, I don't have to look at it that way. I look at it as prayer is love. And yet there's scripture, and I know Jesse has talked about this, and Dan, you have. We just did three great episodes with you and Jesse for EWTN's Battle Ready show. Um, they've aired one. Uh, we're not sure when the other two will come out. But, you know, you guys were hammering away at this reality that even prayer, I think Jesse was one that said prayer is like, is like firing arrows. And there's, there's scriptural reference to this, that our prayers are combative in the spiritual sense. That's accurate, is it not, Dan?
2: Yeah, it is. It's learning how to. It's learning how to pray. Mental prayer is absolutely crucial. You, we we we've lost this as Catholics. Right. We don't pray the rosary anymore. We don't pray anymore. I tell people if you pray Our Father, Hail Mary, Gimme, 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 you pray like a six-year-old. So you you have to learn how to pray, how to wield your mind and your will in prayer to project. Um, Saint Padre, Padre Pio says that when we pray the rosary, we wound the devil. We wound the enemy, right? This is, a, this is a, a combat multiplier. We multiply the effectiveness of force by projecting the images of Christ, the images of Our Lady, the images of the words and deeds of Jesus Christ uh, from his birth to his death and resurrection. This is, this is where we defeated the enemy. This is this is from the early church. The, the early church saw, and in the in the book I'm working on now, I'm using this and this David and Goliath. In the early church, Saint Augustine, going back to Apollotus of Rome, who was a second century guy, they saw the, that that Christ's victory on the cross was akin to David's decapitating of Goliath. And even in the early church, they used this phrase, and Father will pray this on Good Friday. And it's it's, a, it's an ancient poem called the Pange Lingue Gloriosa. Sing my soul the glorious battle, right? Where Christ victorious on, um, defeated the enemy on the tropion of the cross. The tropion of the cross. The tropion is where we get the word for trophy, right? You probably got a lot of them as a kid. I never got any very many trophies, but a trophy is a Greek word that means to turn. This was the spot on the battlefield where the... Were an in, in infantry, the heavy infantry was was the heart and soul of ancient warfare. where the were the, the point on the battlefield, where the where one of the lines flinched, bl- one of the one of the lines broke and turned. And once the enemy turns, it turns into a wholesale slaughter, right? And this is where the battle, where the where they turned this spot, they take it. They would put a a, a wooden t-shaped for Topion, on the t and they would hang the enemy's instruments of of the the sword the helmet the, the 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 armor all these the influence of the the weapons of the enemy and they would mark the spot and this was a sacred ground this is where we beat the enemy this is where the enemy turned in the second in the second century the church already picked up on this the ancient fathers of the church tertullian and others saint john chrysostom later and augustine the enemy turns and was defeated on the cross. The cross is our victory. Yeah. And this is why we have to prepare for, the, for, for that, through, through, our, through our Lenten preparation, through prayer. And we project that victory. We project the images yes. of Christ. This is yes. the importance
1: of mental prayer. Yeah, that, and that's why, too, I'm going to hold it up now because it's been a while. But uh, we're getting ready <laughs> people ready with this. And mental prayer is, is the bulk of what this is all about. But look at the title, Peace Through Strength. And that's what we're talking about right now that's that quote um, we maintain the peace through our strength weakness only invites aggression look what's happening in Ukraine right now you know look look what happened in Afghanistan and all of a sudden we were a superpower to be feared and so there was peace in the world people would stand down in the midst of, of such strength and and uh, now not so much we're we're projecting weakness and they're like okay this is our time and i keep saying that was the the bulk of what happened in the last two years you know we were basically uh, spiritual brandons <laughs> you know we we and 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 the and the enemy just went okay well you know and and by weakness i th- i say and you guys can chime in here but i i i say that we were doing religion well okay Uh, We were going to church and picking up the rosary every once in a while and, uh, uh, you know, going to confession. uh, But there was no drawing into the Lord, you know, and and finding that real supernatural strength that comes. It comes when you get in that divine intimacy with the Lord. Not when you're you're punching a clock and and just treating the Lord like a good luck charm. No, you, you get in that, you get strength. Through the power of God, and that's that power of God is his love that's pulsating in and through us and out to the world. And again, when we're like that, the devil stands down. That's something that, that Father Ripberger was pointing out. It's not so much about casting out demons. It's about getting nearer unto the Lord. Then the devil won't approach. And that gets back to the quote. We maintain the peace through our strength. Weakness only invites aggression. Dan, go on what I just said there. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. It's 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 strength. Uh, what, what comes to mind
2: too is it's it's. Clausewitz um, was the was the considered the father of Western warfare. Clausewitz, you have Sun Tzu in the East, Clausewitz in the West. Clausewitz said it's not the big armies that win battles; it's the good ones. Yes, you know, and so so we have to learn how to how to how to. We, we hopefully we learned through COVID and all the all the shutdown, quarantine. By the way, that's a Catholic term. That's a monastic term. That's a fast You know, people don't don't recognize that. But it's forty learning days, isn't the, it? Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's a forty day preparation for different uh, yeah. seasons, liturgical seasons. So, so through the quarantines that we had to endure, we had to also learn. How to, how to get by without the sacraments as readily as we've always had. Up until two years ago, I could walk up and knock on the door, hey, Father, you got five minutes, hear my confession. Yeah, I'm, meet, walk out to the car with me. You couldn't do that anymore. So you have to learn. You have to learn to, to, to become holy and thought, word, and deed. Ultimately, Ultimately, the reason, one of the various reasons for, for mental prayer, but one of, the, one of the big things we have to know is mental prayer gives us custody of the intellect or mm-hmm. custody of the, ima- I, I said this to Father, and he says, well, technically, then it's mm-hmm. custody of the, of the possible insect, intellect, so therefore the imagination. I said, okay, Father, he's the Thomist, okay, but <laughs> learning to have custody of your interior self, and you do that through prayer, and, and what, what's the result? Learning to tell clean from unclean. Of your thoughts, of your words, of the things you're watching and letting into your home. So, discerning clean from unclean. This is Catholic discernment, and you're not going to get that without without prayer, without just a, a prayer life. Saint um, Catherine of Siena, Doctor of the Church, he, she said that everybody should pray at least thirty minutes a day, unless you're busy. She said, but those people that are really busy, they should pray an hour. <laughs> right? The wisdom of the saints, We need to spend time in prayer.
0: Yeah, I know that's something Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa would say when someone, some of the sisters, the story is, some of the sisters had said to her, you know, we've got this one or whatever, two hours of adoration. I think I figured what it was per day. There's so much to do. We're so busy. You know, we're working so hard. So many of the sick and the dying we're caring for. It's just, it's just so much. Maybe we should cut back on that a little bit. We'd have more time for the, for the poor and the dying. And she said, you're right. It is, it is a lot. Um, uh, let's add an hour. and uh according to the story they did so but you know this this is something you know that that i've always been interested in dan is we talk about spiritual warfare combat effectiveness we talk about you know we we need to be trained up and understand the effectiveness of the weapons that we have we just had to get together with some friends um I was telling you this earlier today, we had uh, get together with some friends this last weekend and it was several families that got together, couples got together and talked about just kind of the idea of preparation. And I bring this up because I say this all the time through BRC, battery coalition and we've talked about it here with grace force in different ways at different times we need to be meeting with family and friends and talking about the times that we're living in and what we would do first of all spiritually 24 7 365 we need to be working on that without a doubt but then also on a natural level we need to be taking steps to pay attention to the fact that grocery store shelves are thin and they could get thinner especially with the trucker uh in america the truckers in america are talking about doing the same thing that they're doing in ottawa up in canada And they're talking about starting that around March 5th. And I've seen some reports that they're actually warning Americans to load up a few things on the shelves because what they're planning on doing by convoying out to DC to to try to stand up for our freedom peacefully, and they're emphasizing that, uh, is going to disrupt even more of the supply chain and we're gonna find even fewer items possibly on the shelves. So we got together last Saturday we had a little talk about this and we went through some of these ideas and uh, you know what we could do and how we work together. And I was showing some of the stuff that we do with BRC. And one of the first things we did was me and another guy pulled out some different weapons and we talked about firearms. We talked about how they're used, when they're effective, when they're not, basic operation of them. You know, We, we didn't load anything. Nothing was loaded. Everything was cleared and checked and all that. But we went through it enough to give some of these people who were very new at this, Some very solid ideas on how a weapon operates when you'd use a rifle as opposed to when you would use a shotgun, as opposed to when you might use a handgun in the various scenarios and situations. That to me sounds a little bit like what you just went through with the idea of we need to understand how certain things are effective in the spiritual weaponry as well. And, you know, saying like, Our Father, Hail Mary, gimme, 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 that's a great way of putting it. You know, you pray like a six year old. That doesn't have effectiveness to it. Meditating 15 minutes, 30 minutes, so forth a day does. Now, I know on this point, the effectiveness of this, stories are powerful to help emphasize. I know there are things you can't reveal because of the work that you do. Certain things have to be kept in, in some respects very uh, either discreet or just anonymous and such. But if we can generalize that there was an individual who was on a prayer team who was involved in mental prayer during something happening can you speak to it without any names or positions of who these people are as to what the demon said in response to this person who was praying mental prayer
2: well there's 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 multiple of uh, uh, incidents the demon tracks you're on a different wavelength if you, so to speak so yeah there's been been times where you, when we talk about manifestation you're talking about somebody who is a, a high level obsession you have three levels oppression obsession and possession and somebody is in a high level obsession or a low level mid-level possession that the, what happens is the demon properly speaking only 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 possesses a body and so and so manifest means he appropriates the senses the demons traffic in the senses this is why we do things like have blessed candles sacramentals water um so touch the olfactory sense, tactile sense, these these things. Um, so, so using Catholic sacramentals are very, very important in spiritual warfare. But yeah, there's, there were there were times in cases where the demon would would stop and and say, "Stop doing that," or um, "Stop praying that prayer." Um, and the person wasn't praying anything out, outwardly, but the demon responded um, because he was catching the projections of the prayers.
0: Well, and in this particular one, I remember. If if I could, can, I can we say specifically what it was? It was a mental prayer on, on the feet of Christ. Can we talk about that? It was a mental prayer on the
2: feet of Christ, yeah. and the, and the and the demon was manifesting and stopped, and 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 just looked over to to the layman and said, "Stop! I I command you to stop praying that prayer," and and they just ignored it and moved on. And uh, and afterwards, the the exorcist asked him, "What were you praying?" and he says well i was i was just meditating and projecting the wounded feet of christ that's a very powerful image and i know there's a lot of people listening that are struggling with sexual temptation that is a powerful powerful image to focus on it's something that again tact a tactic that we use is is when somebody's struggling with sexual temptation is get a, a the, the wounded feet of christ uh, an image of that and just focus on it pull off focus on it pull off you know, it's like a in a cobra. We would have three to five second burst, pop, 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 you know, the twenty millimeter, pop, 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 you know, and that's kind of what you're doing. You're you're training your intellect to do little bursts of images on the feet of Christ, mm. right? And you're and you're and you're, tr- you're 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 slewing the intellect, right, to the will, and you're focusing and you're and you're and the, and the locus is, is the feet of Christ. See, uh,
0: that, that is that is so. I'm sorry to interrupt. That is a phenomenal thing for people to know. How effective combat effectiveness we're talking about yeah. here. Meditation on even the feet of Christ, the demon got it. They connected that they actually right. manifest and said, Stop it. Yeah, and who you know, but, but just the, the mental so prayer I'm, is that powerful. I see
2: this, or I see in a session, the priest will put a sacramental or his stole on the on the feet of the person, and the feet will just curl up, you know, and pain and and here's me the biblical scholar and i rem- and i start to think feet 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 what are the feet sitting at the feet is discipleship mary magdalene who washed the feet and anointed with her hair she was who was cast out seven demons you know uh um who so so mary magdalene the patron saint of 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 um those religious orders founded on 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 women who you know prostitutes have, who have converted Um, the Magdalene sisters. So, so this powerful charism gets drawn in. That's what really got me and made me understand this. As I watched in in the solemn sessions and the priest is praying the litany of saints in Latin and, and, and certain saints will cause a manifestation or, or pain in the body. Um, And that, that's, that gives us an indication of what's going on. Um, And so, so there's a link, you know, if you're praying for somebody and, and they have, a, they, they have a devotion to St. Benedict. And during the prayer session, the prayers and, and the litany of saints, the mention of St. Benedict lights, lights things up. You're looking at curses because what happened in the life of St. Benedict? He was cursed, right? And, and the, the raven came and, and, and knocked over the, 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 the cup and you know, the, the chalice, et cetera. So, so, you know, the, so seeing the, the three-dimensionality of the mystical body and, and bring, bringing to bear the weight of the church, the authority of the church through the, through the litany of saints, it's very powerful. We need to foster devotion in our prayer life, devotion to our guardian angels and devotion to the saints. Open up the treasury house of, of merit and, and, and the treasury of saints to, to, to help us along this path. They've, they've been down this path. These are the guys, you know, that are in the walls. that We see the former, the former Medal of Honors winners, and we should emulate their service.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about, okay, you're talking about how, how uh, projecting the, the feet of our Lord, you know, it, it, it repels these demons. And, and, uh, and then you said, you know, oftentimes that's associated with, um, is it lust that you talked about? And um, yeah, the sins of the flesh. <clears throat> I immediately jumped to how they get there in the first place. You know, and that, that's what I'm always talking, uh, especially to men too, because it's right there in their phone. I mean, it's so easy and so easy to click on pornography and then you're opening a portal to demons to be sh- rained down into you, into your family, your home. Um, and then it, then the demons are in control. And what what happens, a lot of things can happen, obviously, but the, mo- the, 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 the most um, common Way that they um, take charge is they get people to despise the divine, to 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 turn from God, to uh, to uh, make themselves very accessible and easily manipulated by these ideologies of our times that are just an utter. Uh, uh, a, 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 an abomination unto God and, and, and because why, because the the environment itself was made weak by these, these portals mm-hmm. open to, to let demons yeah. come in. So we, we maintain the peace through our strength. Weakness only invites aggression. Weakness. Mm-hmm. We've got to learn that we've got to learn that, mm-hmm. that we can't have these, these open, these openings, for the these demons to come in and yes, it can lead to you know a, a, a full-on exorcism because someone's possessed by the devil. but more more times than not and you guys are finding this out in Libra Cristo is that it's just it's just a life filled with chaos, mm-hmm. sadness, anxiety. you know I've, I've been using the image of um, you, you talk about feet and I, I, the image I've been using a lot lately as we're preparing now for Lent is this the image of Martha and Mary. And Jesus is right there in their li- in his li- their living room. And where does Mary go? Right to the feet of Jesus. So she gets as close as she can possibly get to Jesus. Ma- I say Mary's in mental prayer. You know, she's gazing into our Lord's face. She's hanging on his every word. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just connected. Where's Martha? Well, she's in the general vicinity. And she, uh, frankly, she's doing some noble good things. She's uh, doing hospitality, you know, and... We they got a guest in the house, so let's get some more d'ers, let's get a drink. You, know, you see what I'm saying? It, it, I think th- that we've been Martha's, the, and, the, and that's the way to identify uh, more readily what's going on in our times. Is is we've been doing? You know, the guest is in the house, and so you know he's he's close enough in case we need him. But but who's throwing themselves at the feet of Jesus and making that divine connection, right? And, and, and so, and the, and again, you guys with Libra Cristo say this, that's the, the place where the demons dare not go. When you are so tight into the Lord, you know, that the, they can't. It's only when you give that, I always say that the devil's at our doorstep and he, he puts a toe in, then a foot, then a leg. All of a sudden he's eating popcorn on our couch or our soul, right? Because we we let a little, we let a little, a little here, a little there. And uh, no, when you're locked in, in that divine min, uh, intimacy, it's out of the question to crack the door to let a toe in. You know, it's just, it's just off the table. You see, so it's, it's the place where devils, demons aren't allowed to go. And and, and that's why I'm so excited about this upcoming Lent, because we are literally going to be throwing ourselves at the feet of Jesus for 90 days. Mm-hmm. And to get in that place, where we're so locked in that, of course, demons can't get there, Right. Dan,
2: yeah. Well, they're gonna they'll do the, they'll do their darnest to try to well, stop sure. anyone to do it. That you know, because that's how they work. They
1: they 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 sure. look. For, I call them know. double thoughts a lot of times. I say, oh, no, that's a double thought. Go put it right out. You know.
2: Yeah, talking snakes. Yeah, you know, the than, yeah, But 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 prayer and 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 not just prayer, not just you know uh, saying grace, and you need should say grace, um, but. An, a life ordered to prayer that your right. whole life is ordered towards prayer punctuate your day throughout the day punctuated with prayer spending but time rel- before you prayer you,
1: the kind of prayer that's relational right yeah i mean yeah. it's heart to heart core core loquitur right right heart speaking to heart right Ugh. i mean you, you still need seals.
2: yeah saint Teresa of Avila, doctor of the church um arguably achieved, you know, spiritual union, betrothal, and matrimony, union with God, stigmatist, um, said there was never a time for her spiritual daughters, the Carmelites, should not do vocal prayer and mental prayer. That's all part of it. Yep. We have to do that. We, we have this idea that, oh, no, mental prayer is I just drift away or I do centering prayer there's other Eastern things. No, yeah. follow the prayer tradition of the church. The right. Western church has got a rich tradition uh, um But learning how to do that again, you, you you talk, you said devil talk. We all speak. When I was when I was a pilot, we would all have we all had a, ch- a channel called Guard. uh Guard was all the helicopters, army guys, air force guys, fast movers, AWACS, way up. Since everybody was on this one frequency, nobody spoke on it. it was only for emergencies. But but guard. So you, so you would speak on guard only when you had a major emergency. So. Um, but guard is like the interior self and we all chatter we chatter on this same channel i speak to god god speaks to me and the demon projects uh uh to me i speak to myself so prayer helps you discern that voice the subtle voice the still small voice that yeah. that, that elijah Absolutely. heard and put hit his face in the rock when he encountered the living god in this way yeah. So prayer does that. I can't. We can't emphasize enough the importance of prayer. And again, we we, we Lent is a liturgical time to reset. We can all yeah. reset and start over and enter into that forty days and now ninety days. Um, you know, with your book, really focusing on that. Right. We all do. You know what? I, there was a time in my life that I would have done PX ninety. Right. Remember that exercise yeah, thing. Yeah. PX ninety. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, you're yeah, doing, yeah. Father, is PX ninety for the soul. It's you know, a, yeah. you're getting guys. We don't we don't mind doing that. If we want a six pack. I'm going to get my beach body back. I want to get ready <laughs> for the summer, right? We have no problem making sacrifices for that. Or right. I'll do Lent and I'll try to lose a few pounds because I'm getting a little fat. So I'll give up this or that. Yeah. But how about PX90 for the soul? You know, how about how about getting your spiritual flap in shape? Because at the, at the end of the day, our body's going to be glorified in heaven, yep. right? If we make it to heaven, at the end of the day, it's our soul that's going to get us there. But what we do with the body is very important.
0: All right, here's something to throw out uh, in the mix of all this. Um, we're living at a time right now, we go back to like 1950, 55, somewhere in there, roughly 75, 80% of Catholics in America went to mass faithfully. As I mentioned earlier on at the beginning of the program, these disciplines, these practices were there. Even if we didn't understand again, how nutrition works in the body, I knew I needed to eat healthy things. And when I did, I just felt better. Thus, things were better overall. Spiritually speaking, the practices were more common. Thus, the divorce rate was like 5%, 10%. Right. Now it's 50 to 60%. Addiction rates up, domestic abuse, blah, blah, blah. Abortion, contraception, all this. Okay. All that being said, there are a number of people out there right now and probably not the ones watching. Anybody watching this long into the podcast, probably pretty dedicated individual, I'm guessing. All right. But they know somebody. Some of the audience knows what we're talking about. You know somebody out there who has zero interest in doing anything like this. The idea of mental prayer, the idea of intimacy with God, the idea of, of really stepping up my practices. I mean, moral relativism has really kicked our backsides all over the place. I don't even have to go to church because God understands. I can just go to <laughs> confession in a cornfield, which is a really bad place to talk about your sins because in a cornfield, you got a lot of ears that can hear you. Okay. Anyway, I uh, think got a little dumb joke in there somewhere in this show. All right. But in general let's if we can just spend a few minutes on for the audience out there who's thinking how do i get my spouse or my child or or a loved one or a friend or somebody to yeah. even consider doing this what 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 ideas can we give to them you know do they bribe them do they threaten them do they say hey look i'll buy you you know dinner for a week if you right. do the 90 yeah. day prayer journal and so forth what do we do to wake up just learning and help how to, people get ideas to do this right
2: this is this is the important part this is where the rubber meets the road you know, I was out, uh, uh, I've got a friend who was a Marine sniper and, and we went out and he was zeroing him. I helped me zero in my, my hunting rifle and, and we were hitting, showing me how to hit the target. And he says, next time we come out, I'm going to show you how you can watch. He said, the real killer on the sniper team is, is, the, is the spotter because he can watch the air movement behind the bullet. I'll show you how to do that next time. And I was like, wow, you Marines are crazy, right? We go to the pistol range and he says, he says uh, we, and, and I fired three rounds and it was a terrible shot group and he says, Hey, next time move up your right thumb three quarters of an inch I was like okay marine three quarters of an inch you got it and sure enough I hit the target I looked at him like what that's freakish He says well you're holding your, you're holding it like a, like a revolver and I did I carried a revolver and and uh, he said no this is a, you know this is, this is a 45 you got it's that movement of the thumb allows the slide to fly back he gave me all the aerodynamics behind it. Mm-hmm. But learning to pray, we put that effort into combat. Why don't we learn how to do that in prayer? How do we learn that in the spiritual combat? So what is the three-quarter of an inch movement of the thumb? It's learning how to pray. Uh, Lord, you know, the, the old Baptist church I drove by one time, it said, most people will serve God, but only in an advisory capacity. So praying to God and telling God what to do for your son, your daughter, your wife, your husband, your parents, that's not going to work he doesn't he doesn't negotiate with terrorists right but but pray prayers learn how to pray prayers that project we talk about projection Lord mm-hmm. cr- change my heart towards yes. my child yes change my heart towards my pastor towards <laughs> my sister-in-law right yes may the light of Christ be upon my child my spouse my dad my mom my sister that they see themselves as the heavenly Father sees them. And that I see them as the father sees them. Lord, let my child, my daughter, my son, my brother, whoever it is, let them hear you. As you said, through Hosea, the prophet, I am your healer. Create in their heart a desire for prayer. Create in them a hunger and thirst for you in the Holy Eucharist. These are prayers that are hard for God to say no to. We're not telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. But through it all, we're learning to pray from the heart for the person, right? Uh, um, so th- that is very, very important to to be able to do very subtly, but change the way we learn how to pray. This is and, the way the Carmelites do it. I introduced you to, to the Carmelites, and this is how this is the, the contemplative. This is how they pray. So you're saying
0: that would be more effective than I'll buy you supper for a week if you do this. I'll buy you <laughs> supper. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> no, and, uh, that changed my heart. For this person, I, I love that because that's yeah. what we're doing. Is is we're not. We we need to change ourselves first. And I I was telling um, my parish family this weekend. I said, listen, uh, I don't know what you're seeing, but what I'm seeing is is evil's house of card is starting to fall, and all these all of our nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles or whatever cousins that fell prey to uh, their ideology and their, um, uh, their persuasiveness, they're all, they're all of a sudden going to find out that they are in that empty wasteland. They've been in that empty wasteland, that salted earth, uh, Mm. barren desert. And, and so what are they going to do? They're going to start looking around. And I told my family, my parish family, I said, they need to find you. They need to find you. And, and what they need to find is a heart on fire for the love of God and for the love of his children, because that's the answer. That's the answer to their emptiness. They yeah. want to walk out of that bar- barren desert, and they want to walk into paradise once again. And if they're not finding it in us, okay, and I don't want to go there. I don't want to go negative about what us has been. Uh, but are we are we those souls that, have asked Lord change my heart for my niece, change my heart for my cousin, change my heart for 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 my neighbor. Have we have we been doing that? You see that we, so we need to project strength and, and strength. Oftentimes is is seen as you know you're gonna bully someone or, you know you're gonna beat them up. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a perceptible strength of love in us that. That that is is sourced by God, by the supernatural power of God. Can, Father, can... That's what we need to do. If we're gonna change this culture, okay, we can't do that by doing what they've been doing to us, running around pointing fingers and mm. telling us what to do and sit down and up or we're gonna censor you. We can't do it that way. What we need to do is we gotta have we gotta smile, right? <laughs> we, we gotta be willing to listen. We gotta be willing to help. We 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 gotta love almost obnoxiously. So that they say, what the heck, what the, what the heck did you find? And whatever it is, I want out of this barren desert and salted wasteland. I want, I want to go into the paradise with, that you found. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what we're doing right now is, is we've got to, we've got, we we've, we've got to ask the Lord to change our hearts. Cord core loquator. Yeah. Heart speaks to heart. And let's, let's let the first uh, ask that we have for the Lord be, Lord, change my heart. Let it be attractive to those who are lost right now. Amen. All right. Thanks, Dan, for being with us. This Thanks, was Dan. awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you, Paul. I'm just looking online here at your Grace Force Weapons case. That's fantastic. Why <laughs> That's didn't I think of this stuff? You're just more <laughs> creative than me. You're cooler than me, Father. Dang it. You inspire me, Dan. Oh, no,
1: no, no. Yeah. It's,
2: it's just nice to have a friend who's a priest and cool.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. let's end with that. <laughs> yeah. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit amen amen all right thanks dan thanks dan all right thanks father